Everybody, welcome to our bonus episode of Conversation Street for the week for episode 415. And this is a very special one because it is an interview episode. <gasps> Thanks, Gemma. Who's my interview with? Stephen Arnold. Who was? Ashley Peacock. Exactly that. In Coronation that's Street. That's the right, that's the programme we're talking about. Yes, um, we talked a little bit about um, Stephen Arnold a couple of weeks ago when we were mentioning his short film project, Thick as Thieves, which he's been doing with um, Johnny Dixon. Yes. Um, also of ex-Coronation Street fame. And this morning I had um, the great pleasure to have a chat over the phone with him. Really, really nice chap. Seems like a really cool guy. And he had a great interview with Michael and I hope you guys are going to enjoy it. He talks about his project Thick as Thieves and also about his time on Coronation Street. Yes, so here it is. Me and Stephen having an old chinwag. Today's special guest on the podcast made his first appearance on The Cobbles 25 years ago. He came in as a simple butcher's boy but went out a hero. It's Ashley Peacock actor Stephen Arnold. Stephen, thank you so much for joining me for the chat today. No problem whatsoever, Michael. How's things? Good. Yeah, not so bad, thank you. You? Yeah, good. Yeah, not too bad, mate. Yeah, plodding on. Good. <laughs> so, your character Ashley was one of the casualties of the famous tram crash that marked Cora's 50th anniversary. And this year, of course, they're working up to celebrating the 60th anniversary in December. Does it really feel like it's been 10 years to you? It's just absolutely flown by the time. You know, to think it was 10 years ago, you know, a decade ago that yeah. I left, it's... It's so strange, but it's just absolutely flu. I've mm-hmm. got to be honest. Um, yeah, but, you know, congratulations to the programme to get into that milestone. It's fantastic. It just shows how, how the show's always pushed on and always been a success. Absolutely, absolutely. So we'll come to your latest project to be released, uh, Thick as Thieves, in a little bit. So apart from that, what have you been doing since you've left Corrie? Uh, since I left, I've done a, I started off doing a lot of stage work. Um, I did plays like... I, I start, my first ever play was... I play about Les Dawson called Sissinada, mm-hmm. and then I went on to Thickest Thieves, and it plays like the Accrington Pals, um, yeah. another two on the call, Concrete Boots, Midsummer Night's Dream, Darling Buds of May, Jungle Book. I did, there's quite a few, I just kept going from one job to another. I was really, really fortunate in that in that way. You know, um, I did a lot of pantos as well, um, mm. like we used to do in Easter ones, and as well as Christmas, and sometimes in the summer. You know, so it's all, it was always staying active and learning learning a different side of acting really you know being on stage and doing something completely different to what I was used to doing yeah now you've had a chance to perform in front of a live audience more is that something you prefer to do in camera work now you've had a chance to explore it I, I, do you know what I'm so lucky Michael to do to do both you know I think yeah. I think doing both you know you get you get your little hits off, off both of them really you know if you've had a really good day filming but there's no better feeling than um, you know doing a play especially a two-hander and mm. you know you get through it and you and whoever you're working with you know you've you've done a good job and the audience walks away with a smile on their face and you get a good applause at the end of it you know there's not many jobs that you get applauded to every night so you very lucky to do something that you love <laughs> that's the thing you mentioned as well not only was that les dawson originally it was also um cory alumni roy barraclough as well wasn't it roy barraclough yeah mm. yeah what a great what a great character he was and a great actor yeah absolutely um, you know you know you know his career speaks for itself he's he, he was 
I, I worked with him a little bit at Coronation Street. He mm. was just at the end of his time when I was there, but he was just very special. He used to do tech runs and stuff, and he just used to have everybody in stitches. He was fantastic. <laughs> so um, how did you find the transition between playing the same role for 15 years and then taking on all these other characters? I found it really exciting, to be honest. Um, you know, playing the same character for such a long time and then having to reinvent myself and re-challenge myself and, and, and do different things. I really enjoyed it, you know, especially uh, I was so scared about doing Shakespeare mm. um, at first, but it was one of my most enjoyable jobs, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, once I got my head round it and started to understand it, I really, I've really... I really enjoyed like investigating into different characters and and you know seeing how they work and giving them different accents and the postures are different and you know obviously on stage as well it was about being a lot bigger where mm. TV you at your mark and you speak your lines and and that's it basically but, but it, on stage it's just you know you have to be so much bigger and and really project yeah. um, it took took a while to get used to it but I, once I started I mean. The first job I did, I think it was um, Panto when I first left. It was with Britt Eklund and Lynn McGrange and a fantastic comic called Aidan J. Harvey. And I was so fortunate that I was working with experienced people and they helped me through it, you know, and, hmm. and I learned so much off them in that, that very first time on stage, to be honest. Yeah. Did you find that being a popular carry-on, Corey, helped you get more work? Or did you find that, you know, casting directors might only imagine you playing a certain kind of role at first? In, in both, at first, um, it was, you know, Coronation Street and Edmund to get roles, you know, people, you know, especially for Panto and stuff, you know, you just come out and it was getting bums on seats, so it worked mm. in that way. But I had to, I really did have to reinvent myself, you know, because I think when you establish character for such a long time, um, you have to go and show people that you can do different things, you know. And I, I remember taking on apart doing Charlie Chaplin's story yeah. and I played eight different characters in that and wow. that, was really, that was really really good to do I really enjoyed that um, it was it was good that people come and see you and seeing you something completely different you know mm. yeah it's good to be able to show off your range isn't it yeah that's it yeah <laughs> yeah as best as you can anyway <laughs> <laughs> so do you, do you still keep in touch with many um, ex-Corrie people because I know that you've done a bit of work since leaving with the likes of Nick Cochrane obviously Johnny Dixon yeah. and Thick of Thieves are you, are you still pals yeah. with any of the old old guys yeah yeah of course I think you know if you, if you work there for such a long time you create so many good friends and, and friends that you'll have forever you know if, if you're on a show for 15 years it was like the second part of my life after school really mm. so I grew up with a lot of them, so yeah, keeping in touch with, with a lot of people from the street. Yeah. I've seen yeah. you doing a bit of um, meat selling with Andy Wyman on the market sometimes as well. What, yeah. What's that all about? Yeah, we do it all. We just do a PA for um, some butcher companies. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, town and country meats and stuff, and we go and do a couple of hours like giving out meat and stuff. We have a right laugh doing that. I really enjoy doing that with Andy. It's always great to see Andy too, you know, he's such yeah. a good lad. and um, yeah. It's just good to catch up with him. We always have a a coffee beforehand and have a catch up and then do our work so, <laughs> do, you yeah, find, uh, do you find that you kind fun. of take up on the role of you know Ashley and Kirk again or are you definitely Steve and Andy no you've got to, you, if people come up calling you Ashley then you just play along with it you know that's what you're there for so yeah. it's, it's good fun to be honest <laughs> you know people, people do still believe that you are actually him <laughs> it's just it's even, quite after 10 years even though they saw the joinery fall on top of you yeah, and I'm, I'm so 
I still get surprised to this day when people pull me up and I think, God, it was years ago. How, how, how do you remember it? <laughs> I've gone bald since then. <laughs> so let, let's talk about Thick as Thieves then. So this was a um, yeah. short film project released online a couple of weeks ago. How would you describe the story to our listeners? Um, it's, it's a farce basically about two Atlas burglars that break into... Uh, the original one was a play. We did the play of it. Um, six, seven years ago now, directed by David Crowley, and such a fantastic director. I just love working with David. He's taught me so much over the years. And um, we did it in a pram shop. Really? And it's about two lads. Yeah, we, it's about two boys that break into an house, and it's just one mistake after the next. And it's just it's just hilarious. Um, a fantastic writer called Matt, Matt Whiteley yeah. uh, wrote it, and it's just... It's just hilarious. I mean, as soon as I started reading it, I thought, I've got to do this. And when they told me it was in, like, a pram shop, and it was such an um, intimate audience, you know, because everyone was crammed in, and mm. you were supposed to be stood there, and someone would be sat right right against your leg. Or it was it was such a Australian violence being, but a great one. I think it really worked for it. But to explain it, it's just full of fun. It's just about two lads that think they're a lot cleverer than what they are mm. and they haven't got a bloody clue really but um yeah they just they just go through go through this play and it's just one mistake i can't say too much about it because i don't want to give the game away but it's just laugh after laugh really and johnny dixon is just such a pleasure to work alongside um it's just got such great comic timing mm. um you know we've worked together about seven or eight times me and johnny over the years and oh, yeah. it's always a yeah it's always a pleasure to work with him yeah, I, I loved him. And I, I watched it on Monday night, I think, all the way through. Hilarious. Johnny Dixon, as you say, it's such brilliant comic time. And he was, um, he was, he had me in stitches, honestly. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's, he's you know, and I think, I think Steph and Barry really bounce off each other. Mm. Uh, I think it's wrote like that. But yeah, it was originally done as a play. Um, I think when they first ever did it, the writer, Mark Whiteley, he actually he actually performed Steph and they actually mm. went round houses in the country and performed it in people's houses. Wow, um, so it sounds like a real like, kind of passion project for him then that he's still keeping on going with it and now he's turned it into into this uh, yeah. short film series. Well, well David actually, um, after he directed it, um, David um, got in touch last year and yeah. just said, you know, I'm thinking about doing um, eight episodes, seven minutes each and we're going to put it on film. So he basically then, David took... Um, took it on and like rewrote stuff and made it work for, for like a TV series really so hopefully mm. it gets picked up and we get to get it out there yeah so how, how would you say that the move to the, the film series has benefited it I think it's great I think it's, it's it's a bit different you know it's a different scenario than a warehouse there's other characters involved because when we when we did it it was just me and Johnny in the play yeah and now we have like um, there's like Steph Barry is La, you know, there's all, all these other characters that come in, and but you know, they'll all play wonderful characters, and it just makes it a bit bigger. And it, I really enjoy, I've enjoyed doing both. I couldn't, I couldn't say one was better than the other one. I've just really enjoyed us both, you know, doing a live audience because I think the play run at about two hours. Um, oh, really? Yeah, so we just had to be really compact in the series yeah. and just get as much in as we could in 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 such a short space of time. Mm-hmm. But we had some great fun doing it, you know. That day, I think David shot it beautifully. The lighting was lovely. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the score was great. He, he, he just did a fantastic job with it, and he got some fantastic actors in. 
It is. It's really, it's really well done. I hope it. I hope it does. You know, get a bit of recognition. I hope it goes on to to do well because as I really enjoyed watching it the other day. Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed doing it too. So hopefully, there's a lot more of that in the future. Yeah, yeah. Well, let, let's get onto Coronation Street then. So it's only been in the past couple of months. I don't know whether you know this that your first appearance on Coronation Street has been repeated on ITV's classic Corrie reruns way back in '95. Uh, what can you remember about you know getting the gig on Corrie the first time? Yeah, the first day, I, I think I was I was filming Commoners Muck at the same time, and I oh, went. Yeah. I, I did that in the morning, um, and then went off and started filming Commoners Muck at the night. But it was just it was it was fantastic, and obviously I met John on that day, John Savidan, who yeah. was just absolutely wonderful with me. You know, he just come with such a wealth of experience, and if I'm honest, I did I didn't know him at first, but once he started, we started doing the strips. I thought Blinking Eck, he's good. Yeah. You no, know, I'd, you know, I'd love to work with him a bit more. I, I could learn so much of him, and I think my first impression of going there was John. Really, I'm not he, surprised. He, Fred was obviously a massively larger than life character. I can only imagine that John was, you know, similar. Yeah, but it was, you know, and I say this to everyone. John Savard had taught me 99.9% of what I know. Um, mm. Everything that you know, if I pick up a play now and read a play, it's always his advice that he gave me and how to look at scripts and how to break them down. It was just fantastic with me. Um, I learned so, so much of that man. I've got, I, I owe him a lot, you know, for taking me under his wing and looking after me as we did. And I think because we had such a nice rapport together, yeah. you know, when we did the serious scenes, they were quite easy to do because, you know, we thought a lot about each other and, you know, it, it was just so easy to work with. And mm. he, he was just a master. He was just a master of comedy and, and he was a master of, um, you know, if he had anything serious at all, he'd, he'd make, make me look at it in a different way and think of it like an actor would and stuff, you know, because I think everything I did previous to that, I went on and, you know, I think my first film I did, uh, This Boy's Story, mm. I'd come out of school and I got directed all the time and this is, but he made me think and think in different ways. So, yeah, it was absolutely fantastic with me. Mm. So the, the first um, couple of times you were in Corrie back in 95, I think you were just in, like, two episodes in the butcher shop then. Did you have any inkling that it would go on to become more of a permanent role? Um, there, there was talk about it, mm. um, but no, not to the length um, that it went to, you know. Um, I, I never expected to do 15 years there. <laughs> I didn't, but once you're in, it's like time just goes past so quickly. Yeah. You know, it, it's... You, you look back and think, blinking heck, I've been here eight years now, and then you know, so you're there for 12, and then, yeah, it just it just flies by. But no, I didn't expect to be, be in it for that long, but when I went there, they were, they were so great with me, you know, the, all the cast and all the crew, and it was just somewhere I wanted to be at the time. I just really enjoyed being there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for the first couple of years on the show, Fred was always, you know, Uncle Fred to Ashley. That that kind of that all yeah. changed in nineteen ninety nine when Ashley discovers he's actually Fred's son. What was re your reaction about uh, to hearing that bombshell? I think I really enjoyed that. That's one of my most favourite storylines. Yeah. That because it was, I think it was mine and John's first chance to show a serious side. You know, there was always Ashley and Fred having, you know like comedy acting it was always funny in the butchers and stuff mm. and the, all the scenes was like comedic really so to have that first major storyline that was you know quite harrowing for Ashley and for Fred um, it just gave me and me and John the chance to, to show that we had another side to us as well which was great um, and that's that's always stuck in my mind as one of my favourite storylines that because of that yeah, um, yeah. and obviously you know 
if the writers see that in you, then you get bigger and bigger storylines as the time goes on. Mm. Yeah, yeah, of course. Was it strange having to carry on at Corey without John after he left the show? Yeah, it was. It was strange. You know, I used to go in the butchers and like see his apron. Mm. <laughs> you know. Up on up on its rack, and it was it was a bit strange. It was it was strange because you always seem to get associated. It was always you know like Jack and Vera. Um, it, everyone always associated Fred with Ashley and Ashley yeah. with Fred. It was always that case, and yeah, it was it was a bit. I did miss him, of course I did, because we worked so closely together for so many years, and like you say, we had such a good rapport together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, you know, he he wanted to move on, and that was John's choice, and it was for the best for him. So. You know, it's it's what we do. You know, people move on and and do different things, and you know it, that, that that's what happened. But yeah, I, I did I did miss him. Yeah, but I mean, the, he he was one of the characters that you were really closely associated to. Obviously, the others included Maxine and Claire, Ashley's two wives. Yeah. What what are some of your yeah. memories of working with uh, with those two actresses, with, with Tracy and Julia? Just great fun. I mean, I, I hit it off with Tracy straight away. We had such a good laugh together. Hmm. Um, you know, I think we worked well together. It was, it was a real odd couple at the time as yeah. well. You'd have never put them in real life. You'd never put them both together. No. But we we made it work, and yeah, she was just great from Tracy and Jules. Um, she was just an absolute angel to work with. She was just banged on it all the time. You know, um, I had a great relationship with both of them. Um, it was, you know, I was I was so fortunate to get get partnered up with two great girls. That was an, another serious moment for Ashley when uh, old Maxine got smashed in the head. Yeah, that was another <laughs> big storyline with old Richard Hillman. Yeah, he that, that's in. like <laughs> probably one of the most memorable deaths on Coronation Street, I have to say. I just think Brian Cox and Catherine that played Richard, I just thought, he was just phenomenal. He just, yeah. everyone was talking about it at the time. You know, yeah. you know, what's he going to do next? And he just, he just played it, played it to, to a T for me off the tee. He was just brilliant, I thought, you know. <laughs> and it was, it was quite funny as well, you know. <laughs> there was, there was, there was times where, you know, have a laugh, and he was just great fun to work with as well. So, mm. yeah, I think I think he absolutely smashed it. Yeah, yeah, he, he was great. Um, I also remember back from um, I think it was, must have been in, in one of your earlier years in this show. You were, or actually, was paired up with Zoe Tattersall, played by Joe Frogger, and she's gone on to have massive yeah. success now, hasn't she? In, in Downton Abbey and the like. So that was the yeah. um, that was like the the religious cult story, which is quite infamous for being one of Corey's most bizarre I think what, what, what do you remember working about on that story and how it was perceived at the time what I always remember is obviously working with Joanna what a fabulous actress she, actress she is um, she, she, she was so special you could see it then even when she was younger that she was very very talented Yeah. but one thing that sticks in my mind about that the cult was called Nirab and mm. I didn't know this at first but that was an anagram for Brian and Brian Parks was the producer <laughs> and so, so that everyone was near up what was you know what was, why is he called near up and then when we got to the bones of it it was because it was an anagram of Brian so that's, <laughs> that's why that went in there <laughs> but yeah it, it, was a, it was a funny old story like that um, but yeah it was good fun to do you know I think I think that's that's where I was so fortunate in the street to get get partnered up with so many great people like Tracy like Julia Joanna John Savin, you know, I, I was very fortunate in that respect, and every every storyline was really enjoyable to do, whether it was serious or comedic, because you know it was always a fresh challenge and something new. So that was a great thing to do. Yeah, that story also had um, Bern Gorman in, didn't it? Who played the the cult leader, and he's he's gone off to yeah. uh, to do bigger things yeah, as well. 
<laughs> yeah, I've yeah. seen him in such great stuff. Yeah, since. when he was earlier roles. So another yeah. a funny story, Ash- uh, Ashley's story that I remember was when you you done your boxing glo- gloves and faced off against a rival butcher, and that tied nicely into your love of boxing off screen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to box amateurs as, as a boy. Um, I used to love it. I used to come home from school, get my kit on, and run to the gym, and and then yeah, go boxing four or five times a week. But it come about that we was at a Christmas school and I was sat next to one of the writers and he said, you know, what are you passionate about, Stephen? And I, I told him about boxing. Mm. And he said, oh, right. And I think it's the only time I've ever had any influence on a storyline. He said, oh, right. And he went away the next minute. There's an arranged butcher's fight between two butchers. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> he listened to what I said and put it in there. But that was probably one of the most enjoyable things I've ever done, that, because yeah. working... Um, Nick Bagnall played Maddox and he was just great. You know, he'd come down, he'd come and stay at my house a couple of nights in a week and stuff because he was from London and we we just had such great fun doing that. Yeah. It was really funny. I think what was difficult because I used to box was getting in the ring and trying to look bad. And <laughs> I, I, I went in, um, I went into this cafe one day and the old boxing coach was there just after the storyline. Yeah. And he, he'd come over and Give me a nudge. He said, what, what are you playing at, you? He said, all the, everything I taught you. He said, you look rubbish on street. I said, I'm supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good fun doing that. So like, I enjoyed it. That was funny. Like, the, uh, the Maddoxes were like, you know, mirror images of Fred and Ashley, weren't they, in a way? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it, 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 yeah, they were so similar, you know. And I think what, you know, the accent that Nick put on as, as well was yeah. great. and. Obviously, his dad, you know, was quite a similar build to, to John, and it just made it work. It made it really funny. Yeah, yeah. Great casting, that. Great casting <laughs> by, by the casting directors. So, obviously, your time has actually came to an end in December 2010 when we saw you saving Nick and Peter from the wreckage of the tram crash before you know, being yeah. buried under the rubble. So, as Corey exits go, I'd say it's certainly one of the most heroic. How, what did you think of the way that they chose to write Ashley out of the show in the end? For me, there was no better way to go. Mm. Um, I think it did justice for the character. I think I think he'd had a lot of storylines, you know, really emotional ones. I think he'd, he'd, he'd done everything he possibly could, really. And I think it was his time, to be fair. Mm. You know, which, I, mean, I think it was his time to go. And it was just the best way to go. You know, the exit for, you know, the, the, the episode just before the live. Mm. You know, it was such, such a privilege to do it. And I really enjoyed that. I thought, you know, I, I didn't... I didn't want to leave in the back of the taxi. I thought if I'm going to go, get killed off and go for it big, and that's what they give me. And it was Bill. I was I was over the moon with that, to be honest. Well, the, the the fact that it was part of the 50th anniversary celebrations means that everyone's always going to remember it as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, yeah, it was that. You know, I've, I only watched it recently. Mm. Um, I, I never watched it at the time because mm. obviously when I left, I went I went straight onto um, Panso. Yeah. So I never, I never actually got to see the live episode. And I watched it, and I just thought they did a great job with it. You know, mm. um, I went back and did um, Coronation Street at Christmas in October, and they shown some clips from it as well, which which made me want to watch it. And <laughs> they just did it so well, and you know, it was just such. You know, they spent a lot of money on their episodes. We we um, you know the the budget was was massive for them to make it right and. Yeah, it was just the best way to go. It really was. Was it was it hard work to film? I, mean, I don't. I can't remember how much other kind of you know action stunt kind of work that you, you'd had to do before then. No, it, it was it was different. We, we had to set up a diff, we set up in a different studio for them final scenes because yeah. they had um, 
where where the studio was. So obviously, you've got no ceiling, but they had. Um, how can I explain it? They just put loads of rubble on the top of these like metal shafts and then tipped them down every now and again to, mm. to get the effect and stuff, which is really good. Yeah. Well, that's why we had to use a different studio with the dust and all the rubble and to make it look authentic and make it look real. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just great and and working with Ben Price and and uh, Chris Gascoigne. You know, Chris was a really good mate of mine on the street, and to do my final scenes with him was brilliant. Yeah. Would you like to have been able to have the chance to perform in the actual live episode? I, I did the live on the fourth year, so. Oh yeah, um, of course. Yeah, so I wasn't. You know, it is how it panned out. I think it just works all around, really. So I wasn't thinking, oh, I wish they'd done the live. And mm. um, I'd, I'd have been involved in it, of course, I would have. But at the time, I was just happy with what I had, you know, and the way I was going. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think you made an appearance. I didn't have to get nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I think you made an appearance where well, your voice did at least. So they had a uh, Claire listen to the the voicemail yeah. that you'd left. Uh, yeah, I think that's the only tragic. thing that's pre-recorded on the live. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Steve, it's been lovely speaking to you. That's about all we've got time for now. But before we finish, what other projects have we got? You got in the pipeline that we can look forward to in the future? Yeah, I'm doing. Um, the, well, I've, I've got a few um, other web series to do. Mm. Um, I'm doing a film called Green Jacket. Yeah. Um, another one called Monster. Um, what else am I doing? There's another series that's getting wrote called uh, Moonfish that I'm going to do and just quite a few shots because I do quite a bit of directing now. So Yeah, I've heard um, that as well, actually. I didn't even ask you about that. What, what, how's that yeah. been, being a director as well? It's been great. I've loved it. I've loved every minute of doing it. I, I co-direct with the lad called Lee Howard and mm. we do loads of stuff together. We do a lot of shots and I've got a lot of... And so I worked with Nick Cochran again. I got him in to do one for us, and um, yeah, just I just really enjoy that side of it. It's different, but you learn learning on the other side of the camera now, which is great, you know. And, and watching it actors evolve and, and seeing it, seeing how they work it and stuff, it's it's really good fun. That yeah, is it something you'd always wanted to have a go at, or did you just say, oh, let's give it a try? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just give it a go, and and I do quite a lot of it now, which is great. But yeah. Um, I've signed for Panther at Christmas, um, yeah. so that's that's another job. But just doing a lot of independent films at the minute, which I really enjoy, you know, playing different characters and and that. It's just um, when yeah. we're going to film them now, getting the dates. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, yeah, and getting them in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good luck with all that, and we'll look out for those other projects as well. Wonderful talking awesome. to you, Stephen. It's, I can't believe it's been ten, ten years since Ashley died. How time has flown. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you so much for your time, Michael, and all the very best in everything you do, mate. Thank you very much, you too. Cheers. Cheers. Bye bye. There we go, everybody. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you. Oh, that was exciting. Really, I really great interview. I really love talking to all these Corey people, and um, like well, I said he before, was a great interview. Um, he was. And like I said, I'm trying to get, um, it's nice to get some of the um, ex Coronation Street stars on for their 60th year. Yes, it's so it very had, nice to have the hairs nostalgic. We've the Ken, and now we've got the Arn, yeah, all together. Thank you very much, and um, well done again for the uh, Thicker Seas project because um, it, it is a really, really, really had a great time watching that the other night. Yeah, it, it was, is. A, it was really, funny stuff. It's funny, but I think I said in the main podcast, it's not. Don't watch this at work or with your young children. No. <laughs> there are a few racy, raunchy references and jokes 
to things that are a bit naughty. Also, but they are a bunch of crims, so what can you do? Also, he smokes a cigarette. It's uh, just, just terrible. No, it doesn't even pay for anything. No, it was good stuff. Um, I don't think it's uh, currently available online. I think it was taken down for a bit, but hopefully um, you'll be able to see it sometime in the future, or maybe you've seen it already. But it's uh, about, good stuff. It's about... All you know about forty-five minutes in length in total with intros and outros and, yeah. and stuff. So um, it's. I just think it's cool watch. because um, although Stephen's obviously been doing a lot of stuff since leaving Coronation Street, I can't think whether I've actually seen him in anything. Well, we don't watch a lot. We of don't have a, a, a wide, a wide range. repertoire of theatrical or British television watching no. experience. Although um, Johnny Dixon was on an episode of Doctor Who year before last in the first of um jenny whitaker's episodes he was in a uh, he was a crane driver or something but well, honestly, i don't think i've seen Stephen Allen in anything so it's lovely we've been able to see him again and speak to him again Not they again, did the they were time. an amazing pairing i think they were worked really well together oh, great chemistry. and i really think that i yeah great great to watch and hopefully see more of them indeed indeed right thank you everybody for listening We'll be back next week with episode 416 of Conversation Street. If Email you listened, us. If you haven't listened to the main bit of the show yet, yeah, go and listen to that one as well. Instagram. Bye. Bye, everybody. The music of this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Bye.